Welcome. My name is Eddie Arrieta. This is Fulfilling Work Life. We intend to talk to leaders, professionals, remoters, human beings from all around the world who share with us their knowledge. Join me in this daily journey. Welcome, everybody, um, to another episode of Fulfilling Work Live. Literally almost at Remoter Podcast. It was a different product. Um, thanks for joining us today. We have Stephen Evers from Nomad Academy. Does head of product on other days, partnership, everything in between. Um, but Stephen and I met when I was in uh, London doing work for a remoter. And now he's hopped on as a guest for, uh, for today's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, as I said, uh, tips for self-management during these times and what you've learned and also talk a little bit about Nomad Academy and that um, I saw you guys ran a live event or uh, online event the other day. Um, so I'd love to dig deeper into that. But how are you doing? How, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, it's going very well. I think uh, it's incredibly interesting times, uh, challenging times, obviously, for everyone. Um, but under the circumstances, it's, it's going pretty well. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to personally stay as positive and motivated as possible. So um, from that perspective, very good. That's awesome. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys are working from home now, um, and I'm gonna guess that you are still in London. And you haven't like gone anywhere as well. I'm still um, in London. Yes. <laughs> nice. How's the situation over there? Um, so in London, it's pretty similar to basically everywhere else in Europe. Um, the classic lockdown. People um, asked to stay at home as much as they can. Um, uh, intensive care beds filling up. Um, but slowly it's getting better and, um, or at least it's not getting better, but it seems to be that people are listening. Um, it's not as busy outside anymore. Um, definitely no one going into an office anymore. So in London, it's basically, I think the same as in a lot of European countries and close to what it should be in this period of time. So it's taking form. That's good. That's good. Yeah. As I was saying, yeah, the lockdown here in Toronto isn't mandatory at the moment moment but people are still most people are still complying to the um rules and everything you have some people who aren't but there's always going to be those people um which is it, it's fine it's as long as they don't spread anything it's it's fine <laughs> and um yeah I, I also wanted to hear a little bit about um nomadic nomad academy your pivot that you briefly mentioned uh, before we started yeah. but how are you guys dealing with the pandemic yeah, so for us, it's obviously interesting. Um, by nature, we're, we're an education company. However, we do have travel as a huge component of, of what we do. So we had a huge trip planned to um, Southeast Asia. I was going to be in Laos right now with a group of 30 young professionals. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Here I am in my room in London. Um, so, so as a company, we had to sort of uh, yeah practice what we preach, really. Because, you know, as a company, we're all about um, responding in the moment, like learning how to operate in really this startup world and being responsive to your environment. So we had to create a whole new product uh, basically as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's what we did. So about, uh, well, yeah, like I said, I think it's about two weeks ago, we launched a full virtual program. So basically the same concept. So for young professionals who feel like there's got to be more to life than this. It's, it's all about feeling alive and changing into a career where you really make an impact. 
um, through either starting your own project or maybe go freelance or uh, starting a personal brand and really figuring out your why. So what has meaning to you and from there um, learning how to operate in the unknown and, and start a project. So yeah, we really had to do the same ourselves and, uh, and then we are, there we are right now. So we've launched the 12 week virtual program, two weeks of finding your why and then 10 weeks follow up of where you actually launch your own idea, where you also get coaching and workshops and community and everything along the way, uh, but delivered fully remote um, and, and very much focused on still making it as, as, as face-to-face as possible, even though it is online to really focus on the connections and, and the strong community of, of like-minded people. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, we feel like there's a strong need for that. So that's something we're even focusing on even more because normally on our trips that naturally happens when you travel together, but mm-hmm. now, um, it's something we need to push for even more because the natural face-to-face interaction just doesn't happen. So we've built that in as a very huge component of uh, what we're doing at the moment. And, um, of co- what are, what are some of the things that you guys, um, had to really readjust in other than obviously having to be like implement a video yeah. conferencing tool for your thing, yeah. um, for your lessons and stuff. What other things have you had to um, like readapt or you mm. were surprised about having to change that like, didn't really come up before until you were like, okay, we got to go virtual. Mm. Well, obviously there's, um, there's sort of the general buy-in. Like we weren't in the beginning, we weren't very sure, like are people even thinking about potential career change or is everyone just holding on to their job for, for dear mm-hmm. life really? Um, are people thinking about what has meaning to me? Like are there other needs that, are need, that need to be served right now? Um, so that's something we really had to adapt to and figure out like, right, what is it that people actually need right now? So we had to almost rediscover um, our, our, our product market fit. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it seems that we, we've managed to work that one out to a certain extent. We're getting um, a lot of signups, actually. So that's really good. Um, and I think another thing is just a general buy-in. Like, and, and I think people can relate to this. When you sign up to a, on, an online course, just a general one, I think, these, I think they call them MOOCs, like Massive Open Online Courses, um, okay. the, the ones you can do on I don't know, like Linda and Udemy and, and companies like that, mm-hmm. I think they tend to have a success rate of three to 10%. Um, in oh. other words, over 90 people don't finish those online courses. So we definitely knew like, oh. okay, we don't want to be an online course. So then what? Um, that meant that we had to figure out a way, like how do you keep engagement high? Because normally on our programs, we basically have a 100% success rate in terms of mm-hmm. completion um, because mm-hmm. it's not an online course. It's a, it's a trip with education. Um, how do you translate that online? If you know that by nature online commitments are a lot lower, you don't have the people around you, you are still at home. Um, the price is a lot lower, which means that some, from a financial perspective, also the commitment is a little bit lower. So how do you keep people engaged? That was the main question we had to, we had to answer. Um, so, and that comes with quite a lot of, um, implications, which means that your, your material needs to be delivered um, in, a, in, a, in a written form or in a video form, which is very different from delivering mm-hmm. it face-to-face. The engagement isn't there naturally. So mm-hmm. you had to really fine-tune our actual material. Um, so what we did is we took the best bits of every workshop that we've got um, and we sort of crunched it down into small snippets so that it's easy to stay focused. And yeah, and the other bit, like I said, the community bit, like this is going to um, take way more effort, way more conscious, deliberate effort to actually build that community. Um, luckily, we have a lot of experience with building communities from doing it face-to-face. And now we're trying to translate it to how do you do this online, which is very much about 
um, it almost comes down to emotional intelligence, um, which is really about like, how do you create a connection online? Because you have less information, you don't feel the energy in your room. Um, you, you're going to have to really actively build that and you're going to have to be more explicit in your communication. Um, and from there, you can actually build strong connections online. Um, so yeah, that one is still a challenge, but one that I think, um, I think we've got a lot of experience in, in the face-to-face world. So I'm, I am confident that we can do it online, but it will definitely be new and different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you said that um, the program will be starting soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so awesome. Somebody just learned about Nomad Academy. Oh, great. Um, but basically, yeah, like those things I, I didn't even think about, like the success rates of actually completing a course when you were saying that. Mm. I was like, that's me. I didn't complete my online oh. courses. I'm definitely of guilty of that. Yeah. Like once upon a time, I had it in my mind that I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn to code. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I'm not that person. So <laughs> I learned that, that uh, through the online courses and just being like, mm, I don't, I don't, it's not for me. Yeah. But the completion rate, that is very, that's a really good point. And yeah. I'm interested to hear, like, I mean, I'll follow up with you, but I'm interested to hear your experiences with, um, building and sustaining this community virtual completely virtually than what you guys were used to before and like your learnings after these 10, 12 weeks um, of this program. Yeah. 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 No, I'm super curious to see what happens. Like I said, um, it's, it's still, we're starting the program is officially kicking off in two weeks um, Mm on the 27th. Um, So that's when we're going to do it fully online. Um, I mean, it's interesting because we do know that once there's been a face-to-face interaction, the community continues. So, I mean, I have WhatsApp groups from trips that I've led a year and a half ago and there's still daily messaging going on. And these are 30 people from all over the world that still talk daily on WhatsApp and have that need and that connection, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So now the challenge is, can we recreate that online? Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and the key for that is interaction, I think. Um, As much interaction with each other as you possibly can. And not just general interaction around topics, but really a sort of more, more vulnerable type of interaction. Um, to, to really fulfill the needs that you have and, and share that with like-minded people who are in a similar scenario, in a similar situation. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just want to skip ahead to talk about the event that you guys had. I yeah. don't know, was it a week ago? It, was, it wasn't too long ago, the online event. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because you were speaking at it, right? Yeah, yeah. So we did a, uh, we did a online workshop around emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the, the, the headline was uh, breaking through virtual. So how do you, a little bit what I was talking about before, like how do you actually build a relationship online, um, <laughs> especially with strangers, especially with people you've never met and you have no information. Like as what naturally tends to happen is people will go into, because the one thing you having, like what you normally do, you look for commonalities, right? Right mm-hmm. now, that is this whole situation. On the other hand, this does lead to, very similar conversations with a lot of people that you've never met. Mm-hmm. So we were interested in, could we run an experiment where we put strangers together one-on-one in sort of breakout room environments and get them to understand what emotional intelligence is about, but on the other hand, get them to have a different type of conversation so that by mm-hmm. the end of it, they walk away feeling like they've actually had, you know, three, four five conversations with people that they would like to follow up with after the event. So that was the aim. Um, and at the same time, we wanted to test a new um, tool, which was called Hopin, which is originally for, um, it's mainly for conferences normally. 
Okay. Um, and we really wanted to test that tool because we're running a virtual open house for our community, our existing community. Um, so it was really two, threefold. Um, can we, can we, you know, deliver information about emotional intelligence? Can we create real connections and can we test this tool at the same time? And, um, and I really feel like at the moment, uh, people are very forgiving for, um, because no one really knows how to properly, properly do this. So everyone seems to be okay with experiments. So we had about, I don't know, 20 to 30 people joining us. Okay. Um, and yeah, and they seemed to really like it. There were some really good conversations and it was, um, it's very simple. I just explained what the four core components of emotional intelligence were. And from there, um, we let them explore one-on-one -on -one what that actually means for them, um, and really check in with themselves and, you know, uh, how, yeah, how you really need to educate the other person on how you feel, because it's harder to pick that up on a, on an online call, um, mm -hmm. or even in written word or on the phone. Um, so yeah, that was the, um, and obviously midway through, uh, technology gave up on us, um, <laughs> which is the nature of it. I mean, it, it's something that comes with it. And I think it's just also learning on how to roll, roll with the punches whilst you're in it. And also people on the other side, accepting that that is the reality we live in. And, you know, the internet is not as stable as we'd always like it to be as real life mm -hmm. it always is. So, um, yeah, to just go with it and really adopt that sort of entrepreneurial, flexible mindset did you get any um feedback from the participants uh afterwards or yeah yeah we did we did um most of the feedback was actually about the platform we used which was oh, okay. um which was actually really good feedback because it meant that the content at least did the job <laughs> um which for us was obviously the most important um and i think the the feedback was mainly about um the types of conversations people had okay. so so how can you move beyond the small talk and a little bit the obvious small talk at the moment? And that's not a criticism of, of, of people who do do that. Um, I do it myself all the time and it's natural and it makes sense, but sometimes you want more. Um, mm -hmm. So the feedback was really like, yeah, it was interesting to explore a topic together that was a little bit more vulnerable and experience that um, nothing happens. Um, there's always this fear to show a certain vulnerability, but especially online, like worst case scenario, someone clicks the button and they disappear and that was it. So, you know, technically you can, you can just share even online um, and you probably need to do more of that to establish an actual connection. And that was sort of the feedback we got as well. Mm, okay. Okay. I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I wonder, I, I wish I attended that event. Actually, I'm like, sometimes mm. I'm like, I feel like an open book and I can talk about literally anything and I'm just <laughs> down to talk about anything at all. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, we can run it again for Tori if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um oh some uh question although um, i don't know if i can answer it lucy asks do you have any of those experiments in colombia i don't i'm not I mean, too sure well it's interesting we do uh, on our normal face-to-face -face trips we do go to colombia um we were there um when we were there our last trip the last face-to-face -face trip we actually did was to south america including colombia so normally we do go with our groups our face-to-face -face groups we do go to colombia um but the good thing now is that we're doing everything online so it doesn't matter where you are if you're in colombia if you're in indonesia uh, if you're in china it doesn't matter you can join um so yeah just keep an eye on our on our social media and everything and um yeah you can join from wherever you want that is true i would have loved i mean in the future maybe i can uh, participate in one of these trips too but yeah yeah, I wanted to um, jump into uh, the main, I guess, main section or topics I wanted to ask you today is, 
yeah, how are how's it been working on um, your self management, working from home during the pandemic, having to deal with all the pivots within your company, like the, your company that you work mm. in and everything. How's mm. it been for you, and what are some techniques that you've seen work for you so far? Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think it's been really challenging um, for for everyone. Um, I think, I think, like I said earlier, we really, as a company, we really had to practice what we preach. Like we always mm-hmm. talk about experiment, uh, adapting to your environment, trying experiments, failing, trying again, uh, and really adopting this sort of very curious mindset. Like, what can I do? How can I improve? But at the same time, a, uh, a sort of willingness to be vulnerable, to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm stepping into the unknown and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to respond. I've never been here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because with that, and this is sort of like that sort of the bit Brené Brown, you know, vulnerability and bravery go hand in hand. Like you need to be, you need to be willing to be vulnerable. And as a company, it's the same. Like we were incredibly vulnerable right now because it's about travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to step in the unknown. So, you know, it's that adoption of that mindset of, okay, I don't know, and I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so as a company, we really, that's normally what we preach. And I was talking to, to our CEO about this, Harry, Harry Firma, um, like, wow, <laughs> if there ever was a time where you really needed to adopt the sort of startup mindset, like to run small experiments and test and try new things and then probably fail, get feedback, try it again. If there ever was a time you needed to adopt that, it's right now. It's mm-hmm. really that or, or collapse as a company. And I think on a more personal level, it's almost the same story. Um, like, I, I have the blessing and the curse that my hobby is my work and my work is my hobby in terms of the content I work with. I, I really care about helping people to answer hard questions. I really care about having good one-on-one conversations. I really care about, you know, having conversations around meaning, finding your why. I read, that's the books I read in my free times is the podcasts I listen to. Um, but that also means that the, the line between work and uh, home life becomes so blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I even don't get on my bike to an office anymore, it's even more blurred. Um, so, so where does work starts and where does, you know, personal life begin, especially when your, your hobbies and your, and your work life overlap so much. So this is definitely, I struggled with, um, as well myself. Um, what works for me personally is first of all, like I said, running little experiments, so I've been, what I actively have been doing is when do I need to do my exercise? Because I don't have to go in the office anymore from nine to, to six or 10, or we don't, we have very flexible hours anyway, but like there's still sort of normally core hours we go into the office, which means those are the hours I can't really do my workout. But now I can experiment with it. So I've been doing them in the mornings. I've been doing them in middays and I've been doing them in the evenings. And I discovered, hey, middays works by far the best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I had to, you know, I did them a couple of times in the mornings and I was like, hmm that's not it for me. Um, evening, same story. I'm too tired already. Midday. Perfect. It really does the job and it breaks my day up. Um, and that sort of blur then becomes a little bit more tangible. It's like, okay, there's pre-workout and post-workout. Um, same with meditation. Like, um, if I do my meditation in the evening, I fall asleep. Um, I struggle to, (laughs) I struggle to stay awake when I do it in the morning, actually my mind calms down and I can do it. 
Um, so those are two things that I've really been doing and the exercise, I really try to go with my gut feeling. What do I need today? Do I need to do a running? Do I need to do yoga? Do I need to do, I don't know, I'm a climber. So I do a lot of hangboarding, you know, things like that to really experiment with it. Um, and also what I've noticed for myself is screen time. Um, mm. yesterday, it was literally yesterday. It was 1 PM. And by that time I had had five hours of video calls, yep. um, by 1 PM. Right. And this probably sounds familiar. So by 2 p.m. I was done. Like my, mm. my head was just so much information that you have to take in and, and video calls especially, they're so focused. Um, so really managing your screen time even more deliberate. Um, so that means I only try to do f um, video calls now between 10 and 12. Mm, and outside okay. of those hours, I try to just avoid it and I say, I'm sorry, tomorrow we can talk or the day after we can talk. Um, because I'm spending so much time looking at a screen that your head just close, close to explosion. And then you have your phone. Um, and then in the evening you watch Netflix or whatever you do. Right. So your screen time hours just adding up potentially even more because what used to be face to face meetings are now online meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, my screen time is something I try to be very conscious of. Um, and I, I, I use like apps that block my phone. Um, there's a little app called cold Turkey, super simple. You set a timer and you just can't enter your phone up to an hour. Great. Perfect. Um, whenever you're having food, put your phone away, put your laptop away and try to eat a little bit more consciously. So those three things, uh, experiment, uh, minimize screen time and like chunking are three things mm -hmm. that really, really help for me. Okay. Like I feel like, um, for me, man, I keep talking about me not having enough discipline. So I'm like, what does that, mm -hmm. what does that mean about me? Because I definitely have tried to do um, everything you've said as well, but it, it's, it's e of course, easier said than done. Yeah. Easier said than done. I'm oh, so guilty of working absolutely. throughout meals and like being on the screen too much. I'm always right now I'm watching money heist and I can't stop. And I'm just yeah. like, Whoa. I've already been through the whole season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, you're absolutely right about the, about the discipline. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, yeah, the discipline is, is oh, incredibly no, yeah. tough. It's incredibly tough. Um, so I, I think the, the main thing around that is also around accountability. So can you, as a company, like I said to my, cause the problem is I have, when someone will ask me, can you do a meeting at three? I will probably say yes. So I, I, I should tell my colleagues, don't ask me if I can do a meeting at three because I will say yes. And I also know that's detrimental to my own mental health. So please ask me to do a meeting between 10 and 12. You can see in my, in my calendar that tomorrow I have a gap from 11 to 12. Book it then. You know, so it's like mm -hmm. building in those accountability points. Um, when you have lunch, I don't know if, I don't know, I live with some housemates, you know, you can make a deal with them whenever we are having lunch. We don't have our phones out. Um, so to build in those accountability tools so that externally people know what it is you need. That, um, that helps me at least. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I kind of want to bring it um, back to, you know, like you said, the company had to pivot. You guys more of a experimental startup mindset and all that. And while you're still trying to implement good self-management techniques, that also means, you know, being careful of not overworking and as you said, limiting screen times and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How has it been for your other colleagues? I mean, of course, you, you have your techniques and stuff, but has it been difficult for them? Have you heard back from them about any of this? Yeah, we do. Um, 
because because like I have the, the the sort of luxury of, of I've got quite a lot of housemates, so my social life, of course, it took a hit, um, but at least the sort of human interaction is still there. Uh, for some mm. of my my colleagues, this is different. Um, so we have stepped up our actual uh, meetings. Um, so instead of meeting once a week, we're now meeting three times a week, um, okay. and um, and we really allow the small talk up front. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be small, but at least a non-business talk. So sometimes this might take up a half an hour and then the actual meeting we have is only 15 minutes. And we're really allowing that um, because some people in the company will need that. They need that injection of just interaction because, you know, we're human group, group animals is what we need. Um, so that's something we've done. Another thing we've done as a company is um, we've added a tool called Sneak. Um, I don't know if you know it. In the what beginning, it it's uh, Sneak. So it's S and let me check if it's E A K or E E K. Uh, yes, S N double E K. Oh, sneak. S N double E K. Okay. Yeah, and it sounds a bit creepy, but it's actually quite funny. So basically, what it does is that it takes it can it can take a picture of you every five minutes. Um, what? Yeah, exactly. It sounds super creepy in the beginning, but actually, it's really nice. So in the morning, we go on this app. I mean, you can just turn it off if you want. Um, but really when I go on the app, I see my five colleagues, colleagues there and you know, some have taken a funny picture or whatever they're doing or they're just working, but just the fact that you're going on that sort of app and you see your five colleagues behind their computer is actually quite nice. Um, and then it takes a picture of you every five minutes or you can set it to like manually. So you only, it only takes a picture when you do it yourself and exactly what you're feeling right now. Like, Hmm, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> actually, it's really nice. Um, to just see them. Um, and I think by nature, as a company ourselves, like we talk a lot about uh, awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it you want? What is it you need? And how do you change your career based upon that? So I do think that we do have a natural tendency to focus very much on the self-awareness because that's where it all starts. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, well, it was actually part of the webinar I was talking about last week, but sort of Self-awareness is really like understanding what it is you need through introspection and reflection, right? And the trick is to bridge that gap or make the gap even bigger between the feeling and how you manage yourself. So the more you become aware of what it is you actually need, the better your self-management will become. And this is maybe what you said about, you know, my tricks are not working. And this goes for me as well. My tricks are not working probably because I don't have enough awareness of my actual need. If I become clear on the need I have, my self-management will improve because I can fine-tune it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think as a company, we are relatively good at that uh, because it's something we, we work with a lot, uh, with self-awareness and how do you become mm -hmm. more aware of what it is you need. I was just checking out the sneak yeah. um, website, put it on the post for everybody to see, but it's, nice. it's really interesting. Like, yeah, it's funny. Huh. I, um, we kind of have something similar here uh, with that. Like it's not, it doesn't take photos of us or anything, but it's this um, more, um, it's like, it is also this video conferencing tool that this, my, our CEO has uh, made as like a side project. Oh. And it's um, like, you can connect and like, you can see which of your coworkers are online for a quick chat and it's almost like you're knocking on their door or just asking them hey are you available if not you can leave a voice face mail and um or you can just like yeah like 
tap me back and um, we'll talk later. But it, it's kind of, it, it tells me like, oh, they're, they're actually like actively online and whatnot, or they're, yeah. um, I, I know, I guess Slack does the same thing with the, it's basically the same kind of um, intent behind yeah. seeing who's online and can ping them whenever. But yeah. I, there's something about the the um, tool that our CEO made where it's just a lot more instant and a lot more like casual, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, so we've implemented that or we've had that for quite a while and it's always just being um, yeah. played around with and tweaked and all that. Yeah. Uh, but that's something we use over here. It's it's called Tribe. It's not, I think it's like beta testing right now. But Nice. Sounds interesting. Yeah. But it is those casual interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, that are actually very important now, I think. Just that little, like, check-in, hey, how was this? Or how did that go? Or how are you? Or, like, um, so, yeah, tools like that, I think, are, are I mean, yeah, they're not ideal, um, but they're better than nothing. Um, yeah. And I think that's sort of where we're at right now. Nothing's going to be a 10, but can we make it a 6, 7, or 8? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, really, that's the mindset of the of the moment. We've, we've or, I mean, for us, some of one of our colleagues does an insanity workout at night and he's been like really trying to get us to join him um i've joined him a couple times but again it's like it's it's tough <laughs> it's really tough uh but <laughs> we, we uh we try to do those together on the and i always feel better after exercising of course yeah. doing something different but it's also yeah. like the motivation to get there and be like okay do i really want to do this for the next 30 minutes yeah afterwards yeah. afterwards fine. yeah afterwards it's always amazing isn't it but that's the accountability i guess i mm-hmm. i mentioned as well like just you know finding other people to do it with um mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to ask because you know i always uh have in my mind like if i have this need it's probably alive in someone else as well so there must be someone out there who would want to do this with me and whether that's a journaling tool or a workout tool or whatever it is um so yeah i have to find a looking for more activities as such to make sure i break up my days um wanted to quickly throw it to the audience (laughs) kind of quiet today but if you have any questions we are still here for the next 14 minutes um, before this episode ends. So let us know if you have any burning questions. If you don't, that's cool as well. Um, And of course, you can always find the recordings on our Facebook and YouTube pages. We're at We Are Tori. So yeah, um, feel free to type away or don't. Um, But it's open, as you all know. Uh, So yeah, again, thank you for being here. And um, Yes. Stephen, moving onwards as we potentially wait or we don't wait for questions. Yeah. Um, I want, do you think that after this pandemic ends, and I know like, I, like, I know you guys work together in a small, like an office space and all that. And you guys mostly are remote when you are on your trips and all that. But do you think that you guys will maybe start even like working from home even more after this do you think policies will change within the company or do you think you'll go back to like what it was before um interesting one i think from a policy perspective we've always had super flexible policies already um Mm -hmm. i think our policy was try to be in on mondays um because that's when we have our team meeting and the rest of the time 
like we have this, we have, a, we have like three core values as a company, radical transparency. And, and there's another one. And then the one of them is um, output over input. Um, so it doesn't matter where you do it, when you do it, how long it takes, as long as the output is what it needs to be, then who cares if you do it in two hours or eight hours and if you do it in the office or at home. So we've mm-hmm. have already been very flexible. Uh, to be honest, I think most people in our team came in because it's also a moment of nice and fun interaction. Um, we're lucky enough to get along very well as a team and we're quite a small team. So it's also very easy to manage the relationship. So um, <laughs> the truth is, I think after this period, I would not be surprised if we're actually going to be more in um, just because it's going to be nice to go in again. Um, so from a policy perspective, don't think a lot of will change. Um, but I do think potentially people will feel more freedom to say, you know what, today I'm just going to work from home. Um, so maybe the actual, because we, we definitely got to a point where most people were in, you know, four or five days a week. Um, and maybe that will go back to like maybe three, um, something mm. like that. Um, I mean, for myself, I mean, I live 10 minutes from the office by bike, so mm. I quite enjoy going in. <laughs> um, and a lot of people work, live quite by. So I don't think a lot of policies will change, to be honest, because um, they simply don't have to. Got it. Okay. Yeah, like I I was wondering, because I know a lot of my friends, um, they're part of that entire group of people that are like, hmm, I think we're going to consider going or adopting more remote policies and strategies. After, even after the pandemic ends. Yeah. And of course that's not relevant for our, like for Tori, because we're, we're nothing really has changed. We're so remote, but yeah. um, hearing that come from um, like my personal circles and people who have mm. been going or like going into the office every single day, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's interesting to, yeah. to see like yeah. all it took was a pandemic to, you know, really kickstart everything. But oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like this period is more like, because I think a lot of people want to work remote, but they don't actually know what it is they want. Um, oh, yeah. They just don't want to be in their office, which is two very different things, right? Are you moving away from something or are you moving towards something? So it's a little bit, mm-hmm. grass is always greener. So what I do like about this period is that I feel like it forces people to properly experience what it is to work remote. And is that actually something you want? And then at the same time, I think this will really kickstart this sort of how to do remote work well. Mm-hmm. Right. Which might mean, no, you do maybe want also some interaction and, you know, remote work it can be amazing if done right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think for that, I think this period is actually great to find this sort of synergy between working from home or going into the office whilst at the same time, how do I take care of myself when doing that? Uh, because mm-hmm. it's very easy to blame your office for the things that aren't going well in your life. And then thinking that remote work is going to solve it for you. Well, guess what? That's not the case. Um, you really need to take care of yourself. That is your first priority and remote work is not going to solve that like that. Um, mm-hmm. So this will hopefully kickstart sort of like a movement of how to do remote work well. Um, so that's why I'm quite curious about to see what's going to happen. I also like, um, I've been seeing this on LinkedIn a lot recently and it's just that this this period of time is not, um, a lot of remote work experts are reminding people that it's not normal remote work either it's like this emergency response level type of remote work and that people have to keep that in mind or else they may think that this is the remote work normal and they may get frustrated over certain things um but that's not the case and i would like to yeah make sure that that message as well i I really am behind that one 
is yeah. out there because yeah, it's not it's not normal what what has happened. The shift has been way too drastic and way too fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now it's kind of like okay, a lot of people went like this, but now it's like taking a step back and to make sure things are actually implemented properly and things are being done properly. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I th- so that, I think that's that's an incredibly valid point. Like there's so much more to deal with than just remote work right now. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many good stuff in life that has been also taken away from us that normally, mm-hmm. you know, would be a nice addition to remote work. Um, so yeah, very valid. Yeah. Um, but in general, I guess um, you've, you sound like you, you're, you're fine. You sound like you're doing well. You sound like you're um, handling everything pretty much all right at the moment. I'm excited mm. to see, yeah, like to follow up with the, um, with Nomad Academy's progress as you guys go through um, your virtual programs. Are you also going to be perhaps, I mean, documenting publicly your, uh, what you guys are going to go through? Should, like, should we be expecting any sort of, I don't know, vlogs, blog, like content that we can keep up with? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, um, we're planning on doing weekly webinars um, for free. And um, yeah, not necessarily to just obviously to give people a little bit of a flavor of what we're about, but mainly just to add value to people's world and people's lives. Um, mm-hmm. So just like we did the emotional intelligence one, there's, there's multiple coming up. Um, we're still trying to figure out exactly what we want to do, but things like, I don't know, storytelling, uh, self-limiting beliefs. Um, you know, I was thinking yesterday, but I think one I would like to run is about, you know, how to start something new and actually stick to it as a very much around mindset and habits um i yeah so definitely keep an eye out because we'll be launching a lot of uh, initiatives over the next couple of uh, couple of weeks um this okay. ties our general program and those will just be for free for whoever wants to join and uh, very much interactive and workshop focused mm, that's good good to know it'll be on your website or i guess your socials website yeah, yeah 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 everyone mainly instagram is the main place where we work but facebook a lot as well um and linkedin as well okay Awesome. Good to know. I will uh, also check out one of them. I am very curious, interested to join. And I, because everyone is quite quiet today and I am running ship for the next, for the full 45 minutes, which is totally fine. um, I also wanted to cap off, I guess, change it around a little bit and see, do you have any questions as well or anything that you wanted to ask? Um, yeah. Not necessarily me, but things that you've been wondering over the last weird couple of weeks, or if yeah. you have anything to the. Oh, what is the URL? I will quickly resend that to your website. Yeah, here you yeah, go. That's our website, Florida. and that's also where you can find our uh, our Instagram and everything, and our LinkedIn, and everything that's um, that's going on. Um, do I have any questions? Um, well, I guess like. I, I I think there's a lot of people right now who, well, I guess my main question is, has there been an increase in people, for example, with Torre, like has there been a, a flood of people coming towards you or has it actually been going down? Um, because yeah, that's some, one of the things I've been wondering is are people actually looking for jobs now? Obviously the ones mm. that maybe have been fired are, uh, but is there a general tendency that you're picking up on? Um, so we have seen an increase on our platform as well. Like there are more people signing up. Um, the graph is going upwards. Um, and 
I don't know if that's really because of people who are looking for jobs at the moment or if it's because of a lot of these um, initiatives that we hold as well. But we have seen there's people who want to help, like not necessarily even looking for jobs, but we run a volunteer program um, that in we, we have volunteers coming in to help post jobs that they've seen in other places onto mm. our platform just to increase the uh, amount of um, awareness for certain job opportunities to find somebody that would fit for that opportunity sooner. So we do have people um, who have, we opened this volunteer program like not too long ago actually. And there's already, I think 200 or something people signed wow. up that are helping us. And um, I've, I personally don't lead that team or anything, but um, I've noticed an increase of sharings on our socials as well. Um, wow. People just writing about like, oh, there's a volunteer, there's etc. Yeah. So there has yeah. been that, I've noticed, yeah. which is, which is awesome. I think it yeah. is. Yeah. So helping you with what? Like, like crawl, like getting jobs. If they hear of anybody um, with the job opening, they let us mm. know and we can also update it on a platform. It's basically, you know, that um, crowdsource Excel sheet that a lot of people are putting out. We're just doing that, but like, like just directly on our platform where you can apply as well. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's very interesting. But we, we have, um, yeah, a, a lot of, um, I am seeking remote work, ex-English major, 72 years old. Wow. Welcome. Many years of business, communication, document, documentation, also commercial sales. Any suggestions for job titles to look for? Job titles. Loretta, I, Loretto, I will get back to you on that, but that's really, that's pretty interesting, actually. Um, I think I can answer you privately after or shoot you an email but i will uh i'll get back to you on that that's interesting okay um but yeah so th those are some of the um things that we are doing at Tore and that we've seen gain traction we're also doing um right now like a, a partnership with um this local I don't even know what the, it's a Colombian company and they have our technologies integrated and they have a lot of um, volunteer postings that they're posting out on our site yeah. as well to see yeah. if we can ramp the amount of, yeah, like volunteer help that's going around and bring more awareness to um, volunteer opportunities that need to be fulfilled. So we've seen an increase in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. There seems to be in general, just a really a huge willingness to just help um mm -hmm. help each other um i really like to see that that sort of positive vibe of everyone's willing to help everyone um so that's really cool because like i mean i think it's what you were saying at the beginning where everybody's in the same boat yeah so it's it's that it's an easier way to get to to be empathetic because you are all experiencing something like this anyways yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that, that's what we're doing right now over here. Um, but we've, yeah, we've had to pivot to really, um, you know, realize that, okay, these are the priorities and these are the things that we have to do right now because that's what the need of the people are more so. Um, and it's it's been working for now. For yeah, now, it's been yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to be for me by far the biggest takeaway, like the sort of needs priority um, list. Uh, it has just changed. 
Um, <laughs> so you really have to adapt to it. And then some very interesting things can happen. And I keep seeing these lists about all these companies that have been started in the recession in 2008. Um, mm -hmm. So it is a time to really dig into, okay, what is it that people actually need um, right now mm -hmm. and, and also after? And already can I start to adapt to, to mm -hmm. serve those needs? And then um, from there, who knows? Yeah, who's going to be the new Ubers or Airbnbs or whatever. I saw that list as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been floating around. But like, let's hopefully these ones are a little bit more socially minded. So, I mean, now we're at the um, end mark of our webinar. This has been episode 10 now, I think. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Um, any last words or anything else you want to say before I close this off? No, uh, not nothing in particular. Just, um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, I'm always willing to help or brainstorm. Um, or if you want to know more about the program, feel free to reach out. Um, and thank you so much for having me. And um, yes, recordings will be on Tori's Facebook. So at We Are Tori and um, YouTube as well at We Are Tori. So they will be up shortly after I close this. And um, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And you can also find, uh, of course, the website is here for Nomad Academy, but you can also find the um, website and other in, like social handles and all that on the posts that we've been posting on our socials. And yeah, that's all we have for today. Join us tomorrow. We've got, um, oh my God, who is it? I think we've got David Peterson. He works in cybersecurity. Um, and he will be joining us and talking about there's not only working remotely, but there's a uh, COVID-19 malware going around wiping people's hard drives and stuff. Mm -hmm. Somebody decided that this was the time to make a cyber COVID as well while we all deal with actual COVID. So that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I know, right? Like why? <laughs> why? Yeah. But thank you everyone for joining us and have a good rest of your day. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening and remember to share, like, and comment if this content brought value to your life. You can find us on social media as We Are Torre. Explore more content at blog.torre.co. See you around.